This is Stefan Cocking, producer of The Mole Man Show, and for some reason, you are listening to this boner-taming goblin farmer, I mean Adam Higgins, on the Surprise Motherfucker Network. This week on episode 105, I know I promised an film guys interview, but schedules just can be complicated at times. Instead, I've got a very news-heavy episode with guest spots from... Mike Jolitz, and a whole lot of people who think YouTube will make you a doctor. I'm continuing my tour of the live stream for the Cure guest list with this week's recommended listening feature, We Watched a Thing. And of course, because it's just starting to warm up out there, I've got a little home story about the perils of living in the desert. Evening on that podcast in 5, 4, 3, 2... One. Welcome to the Odetto Podcast, where normal is not my specialty. If you're new to the show, every week-ish, I <laughs> run through some personal stories and rants and ramblings, I make fun of some weird stuff from the news, and I give you a podcast recommendation that I think you should check out, because I just like talking. Now, what can I say? I can just go on and on. Thank you so much for, for tuning in and downloading my my oddness into your ears this this fine day or evening or whatever. Uh, what is it they say on the feed? Uh, good generic time of the day to you. So, <laughs> I guess I should mention off the top, like I said at the beginning, no epic film guys uh, guest spot this week. The long story short, it was just a lot of, of communication, uh, missteps between, uh, Nick and myself and missing messages. And he messed up his back and was like kind of like bedridden for a while. And just, it just kind of made it where we just couldn't get things kind of lined up. He messed up his back and was kind of stuck in bed. And, and it, it was just kind of a, it just wasn't going to happen when we originally planned. All that being said, we're trying to get it done uh, this upcoming weekend, as next week's episode is the last show before the live stream for The Cure, and that's the 18th, 19th, and 20th. And if you're interested in checking me out on there, I am going to be on at 1 p.m. Eastern, that's about 10 Arizona or Pacific time, depending on where you are, but again, uh, 1 p.m. American Eastern Standard or Daylight Time, whatever the hell, Arizona doesn't change time zones. It throws me off in the summer. But go to livestreamforthecure.com to make an early donation or to get the links to where the stream's going to be going up. Again, that is going on from May 18th through the 20th, 30 hours of live streams. I don't know how many podcasters. I haven't been able to cover everybody all coming together to raise money to fight cancer. Which, if you've listened to the most recent episode, and I can't even say last week's show, because I seriously dropped it on Monday. Um, I guess I should, ad- I should address that whole thing. So, if you listen to uh, episode 104, which it's entirely possible you haven't yet, because... 
it only came out two days ago. And primarily the reason for that was that I wasn't sure if I was going to release it. Um, I was, you know, and like, and I, and I say in that episode that basically the, the, the news that hit last week kind of, it was, it was just kind of a, a, a sad week. Um, and between like just family stuff and busy around the house stuff and like that kept me, that made me late, you know, that made recording late, but then the news about Perry, uh, from hello life and the pod stuff and the news from, uh, Heather from sunshine and power cuts, it really just kind of, my friends are, are hurting and I kind of really felt I was really kind of in a funk and I recorded that episode and had it ready to go on Friday. And I really just sat on it. I was literally sitting there. All I had to do was push publish and I didn't. And I sat on it because I was like, do I want to do it? Do I want to, you know, even it's like, this is, I don't know. And so I, I eventually, I just like, I sat down on Monday night and was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. So I sat down on my computer Monday night and finished up the links and all that stuff and, and posted it all up. And the feedback has been great. And I think it's just one of those when I do kind of, when I stop being a clown and start opening up a little more, you know, and be more emotional about stuff, then I get good feedback. <laughs> but I'm supposed to be the clown. But that's just, you know, so that's, that's that. And that's why you suddenly have two shows if, if you're subscribed, which you should absolutely subscribe, you know, go to odddeadoutpodcast.com and right there at the top, all the, the happy links for Apple Podcast and Google Play and, and all, all that happy fun stuff. Click one of those things and subscribe if you haven't already, because you're awesome that way. You've already listened this far. Hell, why not subscribe? But if that's why you suddenly got two shows, you know, suddenly episode 104 and 105 are two days apart just because I wasn't sure. And, and thank you to, to, uh, Lisa from I shake my head and to Heather for the feedback. And on that episode, like, and they got, it was basically out long enough for them to listen to it. <laughs> and, and I was already like, I pushed publish and then they were like, wow, this is a really great, you know, really great show. I'm like, so thank you, ladies. You're awesome. I love you. But okay, all the oh, I'm I'm so off track from what I said I was going to talk about today, which you know me, my brain. But <laughs> like I was trying to get back on track, you know. In the meantime, since you know all of the that and everything last week, I've I've kind of gotten back. I'm pretty much got my brain back together. I'm not going to say I'm completely back together because I'm mildly insane anyway, but back to normal life. The boys are back in school. The teacher strike is over, you know, back to normal routines and back to, and they, they went back to school on Friday. That was really dumb. They were out of school from th the previous Thursday all the way through this last Thursday. And then the, they went back to school on Friday for one stupid day last week, which is just kind of dumb. But either way, 
Monday, back to, we're back to normal weekly routine on Monday. And, 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 and like I said, it's warming up. And I've talked before about, you know, the, the issues with when you live in the desert, there's critters. And so we had a run in with a particularly dangerous type of critter. And if you've seen the episode artwork, I think you can guess what it is. My four-year-old little bug stepped on a scorpion. And I've never reacted so quickly and so calmly in all of my life. We literally had just gotten home from picking up the older boys from school. And long story short, I told him to pick up his toys. Um, he's, you know, walking around the living room with a, his little box of Legos and picking up all the crap that I told him to pick up before we left. And then I just hear him scream and I hear him drop the box of Legos and he is screaming at the top of his lungs. And I'm like, I don't know what it is. I don't know, but I pick him up and he's like grabbing at his foot and he's, he's like freaking out, you know, and imagine a four year old screaming, you know, that's basically like like panic, freaked out, scared pain. Like you don't know if it's a pain scream, a scared scream, a, uh, you know, I don't know what just happened, you know, I mean, absolutely, you know, there, there's a strong chance of, hey, he just stepped on a thorn. Why? Because the, the animals tracked him in. Our dog brings in the goat head thorns all the time. They may track them in going out to the yards. That has, it happens. So it's entirely possible he just stepped on a thorn and come on, he's four years old. He steps on a thorn. He's going to scream. I go over to the Lego box. I'm like, okay, what did you step on? And right there, right next to the Lego box, full-size adult scorpion. And promptly stomp a mud hole into that little guy. Now, and at this point, I've already put Bug up on the table because I'm like, okay, what? I'm trying to see what is it. And I go like, and then I go back and check and find the scorpion and stomp the scorpion and then promptly because those things are damn tanks and you never quite know if they're dead unless they're, you know, smashed into pieces. I have the other boys that give me the broom. I was like, I'm, I'm right on it. I'm like, no, give me the broom. Give me the broom. Give me the broom. I need the broom. I need the dustpan and I broom and dustpan and haul his ass out to the dumpster in the garage. I'm, I assume all scorpions are male, even though that's, you know, not biologically possible, whatever the case may be. If I stomped him to death, it's a, he, he is a he. Why? Because they're evil little demon bugs. Anyway. So bug is screaming his head off and I'm oddly minus the, okay, stomp a mud hole in the scorpion and, and quickly, you know, get this thing removed from the, the area. I basically grab, I was like, okay, I, I've established that he stepped on a scorpion. Do I know if it stung him? Do I know if it just pinched him? I know nothing. All I know is that I even think that he may have dropped the Lego box on the scorpion because it didn't move. It laid there. And so he could have very possibly stomped it himself and killed it. He could have dropped the Lego box on it and killed it. I don't know, but I squashed it into oblivion. 
but I don't know if it actually stung him, if maybe it, a pincher just got him or whatever. All I know is he's grabbing his foot and screaming his head off. So I grab an ice pack, throw an ice pack on his foot, and then grab a, the bottle of children's Motrin. Children's here, here, take the Motrin. Why? This is going to hurt because scorpion stings hurt like a son of a bitch. It's, it's known to be, it's just incredibly painful. And that's, that's kind of the biggest thing. And I'm not going to downplay this. The, the Arizona bark scorpion is actually the most deadly scorpion in the North, in North America. <laughs> it is the only scorpion that could theoretically kill a large animal. Like if, if one of our, if our, one of our animals got stung by a scorpion, it's entirely possible that we could lose them. That being said, unless like, the difference between Bug and Sam getting stung by a scorpion. If Sam got stung by a scorpion, he'd have gone to the ER. I'd have rushed him to the ER. And Sam is too. Bug getting stung by a scorpion, he's four and a half. It is, this is going to hurt a lot, but I'm going to treat this at home right now. It's like ice pack on his foot. Like within, you know, a minute and a half, he had an ice pack on his foot and he had a shot of Motrin and then he had a shot of Benadryl. And basically because one of the kind of a similar reaction with if you've never been stung by a scorpion, oddly enough, I've never have, but I've had to do a lot out of being precautionary dad and we see them and they get into the house. So I kind of looked into it and was like, okay, Benadryl. Motrin. Motrin for pain, Benadryl for possible inflammation, because you can be allergic to these stings. And that's where, you know, the majority of really bad cases are if you happen to be allergic. And so I was kind of cautious and was like, all right, let's, let's make sure that, you know, Keep everything as, as contained as possible. And in, in my experience, like things like bee stings and scorpion stings and other stings like that, Benadryl is helpful. It's not a be all end all, but because it does have, you do get like the inflammation and the swelling and a lot of the same reactions that like an allergic, like an allergic reaction to a thing, some Benadryl will help. And so again, shot of like, because he's small, like small shot of Benadryl, small shot of, of Motrin for pain and an ice pack and rotating ice packs. We were keeping that foot numb as shit. And, you know, probably about, again, four-year-old screaming his head off the whole time because, oh my God, Dad, it hurts, it hurts, it hurts. Yes, I understand it hurts, and it's going to hurt, and it's going to keep hurting until that Motrin kicks in full blast and until that Benadryl kicks in full blast because scorpion stings hurt. But we never were able to actually identify if he was ever actually stung. Because, again, I gave him the meds immediately. It never had a chance to swell up. And we never did see a puncture spot. We identified where he said, this is where I, it was. This is the part. And it was basically like on the side of his foot. Like on the side of his, of his, of his pinky toe. And so I'm fairly sure because it's the side of his toe that he probably like stepped on the scorpion tail curl and pop and just popped him right in the side of the foot. But, you know, minus his, you know, pinky toes kind of look puffy anyway. It's hard to tell unless it, you know, swole up to like the size of one of his other toes. 
but it didn't look like it was excessively swollen. Didn't look any redder than you can imagine having had ice on it for this enti- for like probably an hour. He had ice on his toe. <laughs> and, you know, he calmed down. When, obviously, once the meds kicked in, he, he calmed down a bit. He still was saying it hurt and he still was, you know, not too keen on walking. But I'm surprised that I was so calm, that I remained calm and collected. And I think it's just from the knowing that it's treatable at home. Especially a lot of my friends are like, oh, yeah, I've been stung by scorpions all the time. Oh, I, you know, I don't deal with them. And I've kind of got a built in aversion to scorpions because my oldest sister was stung by a scorpion probably when she was around Sam. I think she was around Sam's age. She was probably like two or three. And it was one of those cases where like she stepped on a scorpion that blended in with the the front doormat and like it ran off somewhere. They, you know, rush her off to the hospital. You know, dad finds a scorpion. They, they treat her and all that stuff. But it instilled a lifelong uh, paralyzing fear of scorpions in my sister, who is going on 40 now, still terrified of scorpions. Um, I've never seen anybody afraid of anything in the world as much as when there's a scorpion in the room near my sister. And that kind of, that sort of fear from her kind of bled over into the rest of us. Cause this basically happened before any of the rest of us were born. And so we all grew up with this sort of, you know, uh, uh, scorpion fear adjacent. I, I don't know how you'd say it, but because of what happened to her, we all kind of grew up with this, like, no stay, you know, m- probably m- more afraid of scorpions than is necessarily justifiable, but you know, all that said, I stayed oddly calm and I, and I, I, you know, kept it together and the, you know, it was really funny because as soon as that happened, like we don't wear, except for me, cause I like my feet being kind of, I like the comfort of wearing shoes. I wear shoes around the house cause I don't care. The boys typically don't. And that's why he got stung. Cause he's barefoot. Immediately, <laughs> the, the, the most adorable and the funniest, you know, thing, Sam, two-year-old Sam, as soon as he sees Buggy stepped on a, on a, on something and it hurt his foot, he understands scorpions are bad, which is really weird because he's never really seen one. But, but uh, Sam understands scorpions are bad. Buggy stepped on a scorpion. I don't want to touch the floor. Sam went off and put his shoes on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting here, you know, trying to calm Bug down, and in comes Sam wearing his Crocs. I'm like, really? <laughs> and then the old, the older boys have been not. They've been sitting, sitting there, like they're still trying to do their homework, and because this all happened during homework time after school, <laughs> I just like, I just told him, like, you know what, guys, I'm not gonna fault you for being freaked out and wanting to put your shoes on. I seriously doubt there's another scorpion in the kitchen right now. But fine, if you want to put your shoes on, go ahead. But it was just so funny that, like, of all people, that Sam came around the corner <laughs> with his, <laughs> put on his shoes. Like, nope, I'm not going anywhere without my shoes right now. Even though, the, you know, we see, we see them, especially because it's warming up. And I, I, you know, they always like, oh, weather's warming up. Watch out for scorpions. I'm like, 
oh, the weather's cooling down. Watch out for scorpions. I'm like, why? Because in the summer months, they're waking up. They're coming out of mild hybra- hibration, hibernation, and they're <laughs> and they're they're coming out in the summer too because it's just active season. What? It's a desert bug. So they're much more active in the summer. You're going to see them around your house. Well, in the wintertime, they're looking for somewhere warm because it's cold outside. So what do they do? They come into your house. <laughs> so I don't understand the, oh, it's, it's summer. Look out for scorpions. You got to look for them year round. If it's cold, they come into your house for warmth. If it's warm, they come into your house because they're hunting. Either way, they're going to fucking be in your house. It sucks, but yeah, I'm, I'm surprised after this long, no, but this is the first time anybody's been stung. And again, don't even know if he was stung. I'm pretty sure he was stung. All I know is he stepped on the thing, but he's okay. Um, my wife freaked the fuck out. <laughs> I waited until everything was over and he was calm before I let her know. And I texted her and I was like, first thing I say, don't freak out. <laughs> One big text, not like a don't freak out send it was like don't freak out but bug was stung by a scorpion he you know he's already had this meds he's already had you know he's had ice pack on him i I put it all in one message so that yes the first thing she sees is don't freak out but it's all there (laughs) not one of those i'm gonna send one message don't freak out so my in the meantime she's freaking out waiting for the whatever the fuck is coming on no i I threw it all at her one quick shot (laughs) It's like, here, here's the situation. Exactly. He's okay. Everything's fine. He's calmed down. We're good. So, yeah. <laughs> but, of course, she freaked out. And she freaked out until she got home. And when she got home, he started screaming and crying and more like, he had been, he hadn't cried about it. He'd pretty much calmed down for like a half an hour by that point. But it was more of the, Mommy, I got stung by a scorpion. Or he keeps saying, I got bit by a scorpion. So he's kind of, it was more of a mommy's home. I have to freak out to mommy now. But yeah, so the the moral of the story is desert life wants to kill you. I I kind of look at at Arizona like Australia light. Seems like everything in Australia wants to kill you. And almost everything in Arizona can try to kill you not nearly as as bad like we've got deadly spiders and scorpions and and plants and all this craziness and there's way more dangerous stuff in arizona than in other states but relatively speaking it's australia light (laughs) but enough of that i've got so much news i went on so long for so much other stuff So I'm going to take a quick promo break and I will be right back with a very full news segment. Check out Who's Right with Doug and Anthony. We got it. Just days before an SUV carrying a family of eight plummeted from a cliff in Northern California. <laughs> this is something I can rally around, you know, because I am anti-dead hooker. I am. <laughs> Me too. If, if, if I, I like my hookers a lot. <laughs> <laughs> sounds weird, doesn't it? <laughs> 
I don't want to edit this. If you want to edit this shit, then go ahead. But I there's just take out the shit that will get will get me fired. If I ever to if I were to say that word, that would be what our podcast would be known for. We've been doing this for seventy episodes. That'd be it. Our our we are racist, and you would be dragged right down with me. We no, are. I would be there fighting the power, man. I would prove the critics wrong and and catch the jungle fever. From that logic, if you follow that out, I can make fun of of many handicapped people all I want as long as I don't call them a certain word. Right. That's not that's not the no <laughs> right. not right. <laughs> that's not the lesson that I would teach my kids. <laughs> Just don't make fun of mentally handicapped people. <laughs> I think you pretty much got the gist of it. You're you're a shit bag. <laughs> Check out who's right at who's right podcast.com. I'm wrong, you're wrong. Everybody see this song talking on over and we'll find out who's right. <laughs> Let's jump over to Mike Jolitz in the surprise motherfucker news desk for some headlines. The Boy Scouts of America are changing their name. The new name is going to be Fuck It. Just join us. Turns out Trump paid back his attorney the hush money paid to Stormy Daniels. Who cares? God. Rapper I've never heard of, Jules Santana, tried to bring a loaded handgun onto a plane. Duh-duh. What a dumbass. President of France called the Australian Prime Minister's wife delicious. <laughs> what? How does he know how she tastes? Bill Cosby and Roman Polanski have been expelled from the film academy. <laughs> yeah, that'll teach him. Conan O'Brien's late night show on TBS is getting a little smaller. It's going to go from 60 minutes down to 30 minutes. I don't really care either way. Uh, never was a fan and watched maybe two shows. The Cleveland Clowns are apparently <laughs> looking into getting a new stadium in the near future. Uh, the fuck? Hey, how about winning some games first? Mm, you know, just a thought. You, you could try that, you know. <laughs> or you could try harder. Stormy Daniels was on Saturday Night Live last weekend. 14 people got herpes. <laughs> And finally in the headlines, Avengers Infinity War has already made a billion dollars. Holy shit. It only took 11 days. That's a new record. Damn. (coughs) Alrighty, guys. Let's go roll right into some news. A man in Great Britain got mauled by a bear when he tried to take a selfie with a bear. (laughs) That's natural selection right there, folks. Yeah. Keep cutting out the stupid ones. Both doctors for Trump and Mike Pence have resigned or were fired. I hear Conrad Murray is looking for new clients. Just saying. Caitlyn Jenner is going to give a speech in the UK soon. He's going... I'm sorry. (laughs) She is going to discuss diversity and how to cut off your willy to avoid going to jail. In case you didn't know, May is Masturbation Month. (laughs) So celebrate often and as much as you can. And... Finally, in the news, the Boston Bruins have a liquor on their team. (laughs) Yeah, Brad Marchand has been told to stop licking other players' faces. (laughs) Ew. Uh, The guy's Canadian. Maybe it's just friendly for him. Who knows? Anyway, thanks for listening, everybody. I've been Mike Jolitz. No, I still am Mike Jolitz. Anyway, back to the Odd Dad Out Show. Later, guys. All right, I'm going to try and run through these pretty quick today because I got a bunch of them. 
Uh, UK schools removing analog clocks because their students can't read them. Oh, wow. English schools have begun removing analog clocks from classrooms because the students can't read them. The prevalence of time in a digital format has today's generation unable to read time in an analog format. Seriously, people, I learned that shit in kindergarten. Is I, I will admit, if I see a clock that doesn't have the numbers on the face, I have to do... I have takes me longer to read the thing. Or if you get one of those asshole clocks that doesn't even have the notches on it. Fuck those guys. But really, is it so damn hard to read a clock? I mean, my my third grader can read a fucking clock. It takes him a bit more because, again, everything's digital. But you know what? It helps to know how to read a fucking clock. Really. And I'm not going to say I'm not guilty of relying on my phone because, you know, I've been in buildings where for work where I've got to sign in the time and there's a big wall clock up there and I have to stop and like, it's a three, what the fuck it, look at my phone. But you know what? No, don't, don't, don't be, because it's, it's dumbing down the students if you're going to pull the stupid clocks. Just keep the fucking clock up there and get yourself an asshole clock with no numbers. Do that shit too. And then ban phones in your classroom. That's what you need to do. Say no phones in the classroom. You got to learn to read the fucking time on the wall clock that doesn't even have numbers on it. Bitches. All right. (laughs) Woman delivers baby after watching a YouTube tutorial. This one tripped me out. All right. So uh, this leads into my (laughs) YouTube doctorisms. A Tennessee woman was forced to give birth in a hotel bathtub in Istanbul while flying to Germany. The woman, who only recently discovered she was six months pregnant, watched YouTube videos to figure out what she needed to do to deliver her baby successfully. Now, this is both awesome and and crazy and mildly funny because it amounted to she did not trust the hospitals in Istanbul. She literally got like, you know, flight held over excessively long. So she had to stay in Istanbul when she was flying to Turkey for whatever the hell reason. Never mind the fact that she was six months pregnant and only recently found out that she was pregnant. Seriously, you did not know for six months that you were pregnant. That's a whole other thing. But, you know what, you know, bravo to her because she, like, went all, she didn't freak out. She was like, you know what, it's like, I gotta do this, this is gonna happen. So she sat there watching YouTube videos on, okay, here's what I need to have, and, like, you know, basically parked it in the uh, hotel bathtub and took care of it. And was like, okay, here's the breathing, and here's the thing, and here's all of this and this and this, you know tied off the I think she's like a shoestring or I forgot the hell she used I don't have it directly in front of me um what she used to tie off in the umbilical cord and and all that and 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 took care of her shit <laughs> bravo and on that one because of all this it's gonna get worse but this one had a positive spin she ended up getting a uh like two week free stay courtesy uh, what they say a uh what do they call that 
uh, when, you know, it's not a birthday, but basically like a push day or whatever I think they call it, you know, present for mom for, for having the baby. Um, so the hotel, it's like, and I should say after she had the baby, then she calls down and like calls and they take her to the hospital and have her and the baby checked out. But it was one of those things where like, she didn't try. It's so bad. Just basically, man, she didn't trust the hospitals in Turkey. She was like, I don't know the facilities. I don't know this. I like, I'm just going to do this myself. I'm like, no, get your ass to a hospital. But she did it and she successfully, you know, delivered her baby, healthy baby. And they got checked out at the hospital. They said, yep, everything's good. All right. And the hotel and they basically gave her like two week free stay. Uh, before it was, so I guess until it was safe for her and the baby to travel again. So crazy, but that one's pretty awesome. Moving right along, it is much less awesome. Uh, this, this one, this one made me cringe. A woman takes out her own breast implants using a box cutter and a YouTube tutorial. So a woman in the UK with size F breast implants decided she no longer wanted to have them, but could not afford the $4,000 removal surgery. So after reading up on the procedure and watching videos on YouTube, she used an ice pack and a box cutter to remove her unwanted silicone implants. Ow. Let me repeat that. Ow. How, and how desperate. Holy shit. So it just amounted to like, she got older. She really hated her, her implants that she got when she was younger. And again, it's a silicone implants. So she's had these for a while because silicone was banned for decades. So for, and, and she was, I think she was in her fifties. If I'm remembering correct. Yeah. So there's an older woman with F size F silicone. These were huge. And she was like, I don't want these anymore. I can't afford to have them removed professionally. And I guess there's, they had even like a, a, hey, these are like damaging, like kind of a, a public service sort of thing where they would do surgeries and operations and things like this. If it's like for your, uh, like mental health and things like that. And she was like, it's causing depression. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, emotionally traumatizing for me now having these and it was like she got on the list but it was one of those it was going to take so long before she could have the surgery she just didn't she couldn't wait anymore but she basically used a ton of ice packs completely numbed the area just using ice packs and that's just terrifying and then used a box cutter which i'm hoping she sterilized like alcohol or something but used a box cutter and cut along the scar from her original surgery and just kept cutting and cutting until she reached it. And apparently she punctured one of the implants in, in the process, but she, you know, she, she did it and she packed, you know, she cut along the scar, reached, you know, squeezed out the implants and then packed the area with and like packed it to stop the bleeding and, you know, ice and everything. And after she did all that, 
Then she called nine one one, or I guess whatever. I don't know what it is in in England. But then she called emergency services, and they took her to the hospital and checked her out, and she lost a lot of blood. But according to the story, she apparently did like they they flushed out the openings, and that was it. They said, uh, according to the article, they sent her home without even stitching her up. That she apparently at least did that good of a job or whatever, whatever the hell she did, they managed to, she's like, they didn't even stitch her up. They probably put like that medical tape on her. But yeah, ow, ow, that is just crazy. And according to the article, only that's only ever been done successfully one other time. So ow and damn, and why would you do that to yourself? I understand wanting to take them out. I fully understand it. I have a friend from high school who had a reduction surgery done in high school. I think I've talked about it before. Like I understand that there are women who, especially when they like get breast implants and then regret it later. I'm like, yeah, I got these when I was 20. You know, I, I looked great when I was 20. I wanted, it made me feel better about myself when I was 20. Now that I'm 50 and I'm a grandma, I don't want these things on my body anymore. Get them off of me. And I understand that, but you know what? And I understand it was a lot of money. Ice packs and box cutters are not the way to have that done. There's, 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 I'd say there's so many other ways, but you know what? You can't necessarily trust those ways. And I guess if you're going to go shady maneuvers, doing it yourself is probably the most trust. At least she can trust herself. That's all I can really give her. All right, one more crazy YouTube person. Not so much a YouTube person, but really not qualified for this. Woman turns to unlicensed friend for cheap filler injections. So, like, I would say, like, Botox, but I guess you could say, like, how the Kardashians and lip fillers and you get, like, cheek fillers and shit like this for to accentuate your cheekbones and puff up your lips or whatever the shit people do. I don't, I'm, I, why would the hell would I get lip fillers? Anyway, uh, a Russian woman <laughs> who wanted to get cosmetic facial fillers decided that instead of going to a trained professional, she would just have her friend do it. Her friend is an accountant. Not a, this isn't even like a, oh yeah, I'm a nurse and I do this on the side. I'm not licensed for this, but I know how to do it. No, her friend's a fucking accountant because Russian plastic surgery. Um, so her friend injected an unknown amount of an unknown filler into her face, resulting in extreme swelling and multiple ruptures of her lips. So... She did like all these facial, and you know, you see the pictures or they're, oh, they're sitting there injecting and like injection, 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 and pop them in a bunch of little spots. And you know what? A plastic surgeon knows how to do that and how to, you know, you, how to control the flow and what the fuck they're injecting into your face. And when like, yeah, they're going to inject your lips and they're going to make them look, and they're going to look a little puffy right now. But when it's, the swelling goes down, it's good. You're going to look fabulous and you're going to have, you're going to have Angelina Jolie's lips. You're going to look wonderful. Not in this case. She might as well have been, you know, 
injecting her face with rubber cement because nobody, they didn't know what the fuck they stuck in her face. And they didn't know how much. All they know is that her face started swelling up like a, like a friggin' melon. And, oh yeah, it ruptured in her lips and her, they, you know, just, just, I, just imagine those words, ruptured your lips. Just think of that. I don't need to describe it. Let your imagination color that picture for you. Fucking idiot. And I'm going to tell you right now, this lady, up until this morning, was my jackass of the week. She was. Because not only did she get, like, you know, basically, black market uh, facial fillers, but... She got, like, basically black market facial fillers from somebody who's not even a doctor. Not even a shady doctor. Not even a nurse. Not not a, a fucking accountant. Your accountant friend gave you facial... You know what? If my stepmom... My stepmom is a maternity nurse. I would trust her to give me surgery or give me facial fillers or give me something like that. Before I would trust my accountant. Not that I have one. Why would you trust your accountant friend? I wouldn't trust an accountant friend to give me a tattoo. Let alone facial fillers. This this is full-blown plastic surgery. You know, this is above removing your implants. This is above delivering your own baby. (laughs) You let somebody with no medical you know, expertise whatsoever injects whatever the hell into your face. And you had any expectation of it going well. Nope. You a dumb bitch. Again, Russian plastic surgery. But again, I told you, I just said, this was the jackass of the week. Until about two hours ago. (laughs) Where I was given a story... By my SMF brother, Chris the Mole Man, that uh, this is as as current as it can get. (laughs) So, let's jump into a man that just his presence in the news gives him the honor of being the jackass of the week. George Zimmerman allegedly threatened to feed a private investigator to an alligator. This guy. All right. George Zimmerman. If you remember, this is the guy who uh, shot and killed Trayvon Martin. Um, It was back in 2012. Um, Personally, he was, he was acquitted of, of, of murder. He claimed, uh, was the stand your ground law and all that stuff. Basically big over glorified, like the, rather than self-defense, it's the, you have a right to defend yourself with deadly force. And if you feel like you're being, you know, you're being threatened, whatever. So this guy has been in and out of the news for I think he's not allowed to own guns or this but he's been back and forth with police issues and like this dude thinks that he can do whatever the fuck he wants and it you know you didn't necessarily know that at the time of the trial and I think if this guy had the track record he does in the media now he would have been convicted but 
he basically was contacted by an investigator who is doing a documentary, incidentally being backed by Jay-Z, into the Trayvon Martin uh, killing. And so, of course, he wants to talk to the guy who was acquitted of killing him. At which point, uh, apparently, George Zimmerman started stalking the guy and left somewhere around 50 phone calls (laughs) and over 60 text messages and over 30 voicemails in about the course of a year. And at one point said that they anyone who fucks with my family will be fed to an alligator. End quote. <laughs> and apparently he also said, I know how to handle people who fuck with me, and I have since 2012. And it's that's one of those things where, you know, if Double Jeopardy weren't in play, you could say that it was, you know, an admission of guilt. Everybody knows he killed the guy. He killed the kid. That's that's never been in question. It's been a matter of was it self-defense? Was it justifiable? Blah, blah, blah. Personally, and I know it's kind of a controversial opinion, technically the guy didn't break any laws. That's the deal. Oh boy, the laws were written in Florida. He did not do anything illegal. He he didn't, you know, first degree murder. He didn't see this kid and like, oh, I'm going to... He, he entered into an altercation which turned deadly. That's what happened. He did not commit a crime, but in the course of his stupidity, a kid died. So that is that. So for all those reasons, yes, he had to be acquitted. He didn't actually break the law. Um, I realize it is my, it is kind of a controversial opinion. Not even a com- opinion. It is just kind of a statement of the facts of the case. Doesn't mean the guy wasn't a dumbass. Doesn't mean the guy does, isn't a piece of shit who... I'm really hoping eventually something catches up to this guy because this guy's been a complete asshole since that case. He's been getting issues. He's had issues back and forth with the law and the media and all a ton of trouble since the fact that this guy isn't in prison for something else by now. I'm really hoping something's going to stick to this guy. This is, he's kind of a, a, this, this generation's OJ. He did it. He got away with it, and now it's just a matter of what's going to be the thing to throw him in jail? What's going to be the thing that actually sticks? But, yeah, really, dude, when you're already known for fucking killing somebody, and it's known you killed somebody, and you've had the kind of track record in it with shit since that case, like, just because you were acquitted of, of murder... Does not mean that you can go around threatening people who, oh yeah, have ties to the police and the media, you dumb fuck. He just, anytime this dude, you see this guy's name, he's doing something other else monumentally stupid. Like threatening to feed someone to an alligator because you're a dumb fuck. So I, I, if, if he were, I would say if you were in the media more enough, I gave more of a shit about this asshole. I'd probably, I could declare George Zimmerman the fucking jackass of the decade. Because, and I could probably say that now, even though there's still a couple of years left to go, you know, other people may have their opinions because of political climate, as they say, the way people think about other people in positions. Personally, 
I think George Zimmerman tops them all, jackass. So, George Zimmerman, you are not only, I'm, I'm saying it now, you're not only the jackass of the week, you are the jackass of the decade. So let's take one more quick promo break, and I will be back with this week's recommended listening feature, We Watched a Thing. I'm Nick. And I'm Justin. We are the Epic Film Guys, and we'd like just a moment of your time to talk about an extremely important event coming up this May. Last year, we hosted the live stream for The Cure, a 12-hour live stream fundraiser where we raised $2,500 for the Cancer Research Institute. 86 cents out of every dollar raised goes to research toward finding a cure. And this year, we're aiming to smash that goal, and we need your help to do it. Join us from May 18th through the 20th for 30 hours of amazing live stream content from us and a whole host of amazing podcasters who will be joining us to try to reach $5,000. For more information, please visit www.livestreamforthecure.com. Together, we can make a difference. Jump where? You know, all up in that pod stuff. Wait, what's a pod stuff? The pod stuff is a weekly podcast hosted by Perry and Lindsay Johnson. Oh, those ones that host Hello Life WTF? That's the ones. Pod stuff is defined as anything to do with podcasting. So, like podcasts? Yes. Uh, interviewing podcasters? Yes. What about reviewing host services? I would assume. Um,. Industry professionals? Mm-hmm. Equipment? Yep, for sure. Uh, what about more than that? Oh, hell yeah, there's a lot more than that. So you're telling me listeners can tune in and hear not only interviews with their favorite podcasts, but they can also hear from podcast experts? Well, where do I pay for all this? What I'm telling you is all of this is for the low, low price of nothing. Just subscribe and download our weekly show on Podbean or at iTunes, and you will be there. Mm, But wait, what if I am a listener who wants to make a recommendation? Or maybe I'm a podcaster, or I'm a podcast expert, podcast service, or equipment provider. How do I get involved? Well, it's as easy as following at the pod stuff on Twitter and sending a direct message. Or if Twitter's not your game, you can join the group on Facebook at facebook.com backslash groups slash the pod stuff. Or you can email the pod stuff at gmail.com. The pod stuff exists to passionately promote you and things that you love. Man, that sounds awesome. So let me ask you again. Hmm. Are you ready to jump? I'm totally in. You think everyone else will be? I don't know. Why don't we ask them? Hey, listeners. Are Are you you ready ready to to jump? jump? All All up up in in that that pod stuff? Recommended listening. (laughs) So... This week's recommended feature is We Watched a Thing, which is formerly Bears on Film. And normally I would have a clip for you, a promo or something that I could play. It's kind of an example. But unfortunately, I 
did not have the time between when I decided this was going to be the feature and when I, in recording time, um, I thought that I was going to just be able to pull it from the regular, uh, sort of promos where I, I normally get them, but unfortunately they didn't have it in any of those places that I normally get the promos from. So I'm sorry, guys, I'm not able to play your promo. If you're listening and because I'm going to tag them in, in the post, I'm sure they'll, they'll hear this. Uh, send me your promo <laughs> and I will, and I will stick it in to uh, next week's show. But Right off, we watched a thing, again, formerly Bears on Film, is a weekly podcast in which best friends Billy and Toffer, a visual effects artist and a cameraman, catch up and talk about a film they watched that week. With a wealth of film knowledge, a love of cinema, and a humorous style, find out what we've watched this week and what we thought about it. So, it's another movie podcast. And I've covered a lot of movie podcasts. And again, this the live stream for The Cure is being put on by the Epic Film Guys. A lot of their friends and a lot of their, their contacts are movie podcasts. And that's fine. And it's kind of like I've said with a lot of other shows. You can listen to 20 different pop culture podcasts. It's the hosts. It's the style. It's the delivery. And we watched a thing... It's funny because We Watched a Thing doesn't roll off the tongue as, as easily as Bears on Film. Bears on Film easily rolls off the tongue. It's a very smooth name. And I, I looked up the, hey, what happened to the, the, it's in their little about page on wewatchedathing.com. But it, it basically says that the name kind of came from, they're two big hairy guys, bears. Um, I, I remember seeing way back when they started the show in one of the Facebook groups, them asking about, do you think we should change our name? Because it's kind of got a certain connotation. And if you aren't aware, um, bear is generally a name is a, it's a name kind of for great big hairy gay men. As far as I know, they're not gay. And I don't know if that was something that was kind of on their mind, but according to their about page, essentially bears on film was a popular name. They couldn't get the .com. They couldn't get the Twitter handle. They couldn't get a lot of it. Basically it was a very common name already. And they, they just kind of, it was just kind of a, a name they threw out there originally. And it, and it, it wasn't, it didn't stick. And so they changed it, which is great. Fine. You know, I've, they're even in, in a hello life WTF changed their name. That is not the original name of that show. A lot of, you know, a lot of shows changed their name for a, or creative things or, Hey, I didn't just, the mole man show has changed his name three times. He basically still does the same show, but he's changed his name. All that aside about the show. So like I said, they, they watch a movie. They talk about a movie and you say, well, what's so different about that the difference is these guys actually work in the film industry they you know they're from australia which is part of why i couldn't i didn't have time to reach out to them and, and normally if i can't find the promos uh, myself i i'll reach out to them hey can you send me a promo or a clip or something that i can play on the show for your feature because i decided to feature them last night had i emailed them last night I probably could have gotten something this morning because of time difference. At this point, they're waking up. Had I, when I set up this morning, 
um they would have been waking up maybe i don't know what their hours are they might be like you know they might not wake up until one in the afternoon because i don't know what their hours are like but they you know i i you know time difference again they're in australia and unlike the other australian podcasts i've covered i'm not going to say they don't swear but they swear a lot less <laughs> and their accent is much milder it is not as as aggressive as as anybody in sans pants or the new man or or uh, gareth and bex or the guys from the countdown who have drastically all of them these different shows and all the different people on them have very different accents but i've noticed that that billy and toffer have much milder accents not that that really matters but it's interesting because the way they look at a movie, they've kind of got that insider perspective on it. And I, the last two episodes that I listened to, they did, um, was it Unsane? Which is that, that like kind of psychological, supposed to be like a psychological horror movie, um, that was all shot using iPhones. And then, um, what the hell else was, um, oh, uh, Infinity War. And because one is a visual effects artist and one is a cameraman. And so they're sitting there and they very heavily critique the visual effects and the camera work. And it was funny because the first thing they said about Unsane was this movie looks like shit. This movie looks like, they're like, it looks like shit. It's like you you filmed it on, on iPhones, but you didn't stylize it as if it was filmed on iPhones. You just did it that way. And so, you know, they, they critique them. And I don't, I don't think it's the intention of them to critique the show from a, a movie professional's perspective, but you know, you, you can't take that out of them. It's like, that's just the filter of their mind. That's how they, that's what they know. And so that's, that's part of what's going to color their opinion of a movie. Um, that being said, they do a great job and they're, they're very straightforward with their critiques and, that's not a lot of filler. Whereas a lot of other movie shows have a lot of filler. Um, not to single out like the Epic film guys, but like the Epic film guys and Netflix and swill and the super movie bros and a lot of other shows they'll do, you know, they'll do movie news. They'll do, you know, you know, banter back and forth. How was your day and all that sort of stuff. You know, what's been going on? We're doing this and this and this and this, whatever. Uh, drinking segments, all that. They do all these other things and kind of pad their show. And they end up with hour and a half, two hour long shows. When ultimately it's about, if you took the main core content, the, hey, we're talking about this movie this week. That's 30 minutes. That's basically what these guys do. They just have that core content. It's, we're here to talk about this movie. Let's talk about this movie. And they do it. And it's very straightforward. So if you are, if you like that no nonsense, not a lot of bullshit to it, it's a great show. Because like really, if you want a movie review, you want the movie review. You don't necessarily want to know. You don't want 30, 40 minutes of, of filler and other stuff. And if you want that other stuff, there are plenty of shows for that. But if you just want the review, this is a great show to go to because they just, they, they, you know, no bullshit. They get right down to it. This week, we are talking about Avengers Infinity War. And yeah, they have their opinions and they have some stuff, but they pretty much stay on track. 
and they stick to the subject. And it's very, and honestly, it's the first movie podcast that I've listened to that's like that. And not to say that they don't, you know, like make comments and, and have their personal opinions and, and, and make jokes and things like that. They're funny and it, they are funny and it's a good, it's a good combination of it without being over the top, without like feeling like the jokes are forced or like they're not, they're obviously not trying to do a comedy show. They're doing a show about movies. Very, you know, an on topic. But that doesn't mean you can't have, make a joke about the movie and you can't take a crack at, at each other about, say, one of them not liking <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch or, 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 you know, how much it seems that everybody wanted Tony Stark to die in the <laughs> Infinity War. Seen that everybody wanted Stark dead. I don't, that's rude. Um, but, you know, making these kind of jokes or, you know, criticizing Unsane for looking like a high school, uh, media class project. You know, even though there's like, yeah, the movie could have had potential, but, you know, oh, it was, but it looked like shit. And again, they kind of, everything's kind of painted with that. They work in the industry, so they can sit there and, and they can justifiably criticize a thing. It's like, no, this looks like shit. Like, what the fuck do you know, man? You don't, how do you know how hard it is to do this? Well, he fucking knows how hard it is to do this. He knows good effects from bad effects. And, and he knows, uh, you know, bad filming and <laughs> good. Like, this is a really, like, why did you film it this way? You know, things like that. They can criticize those things and they're, you know, they're, they're fair in their, in their, their criticisms. But it's, it's, it's definitely different from everything else I've listened to. It's pretty, and it's a good show and it's really worth checking out. So if you want that sort of movie review show, no filter, no extra padding, no BS, just straight up. We watched a thing and this is what we thought of it from people in the industry. Check it out. We watched a thing at wewatchedathing.com. But that is going to do it for me this week. Thank you so much for putting up with my weirdness. You can catch all of the past episodes and subscribe to the show or follow me on all the social medias at odddadoutpodcast.com. And if you want to support the show because you're awesome like that, consider donating on Patreon or just buying an Odd Dad Out t-shirt or mug or whatever the hell you feel like. Every bit of it just goes to helping make this show better and getting my wife off my back because, you know, podcasting costs money. But anyway, thank you so much for, for tuning in. And I'm really going to try and get the Epic Film Guys stuff coming up next week. Remember, go to LivestreamForTheCure.com, get your early donations in, or tune in during my segment on May 20th. And until next week, I've been Adam Higgins, The Odd Dad Out. Thank you, and good night. Good night.